Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Now, just before I go on to prophesy over this great church, I want to speak about the place of the blessings. I'm, I'm so grateful to God that I had this understanding about life on time. It is not really hard work alone or being talented or gifted that makes someone great or successful in life. Over the years, I'm sure you've encountered people in your own life too that are talented, some work harder than you are, but some way, somehow, things don't just work out for them. And you're beginning to wonder, uh, why? How? What I'm sharing today is one major reasons why things happen or do not happen to people. The blessing is a force, a very strong force. It's stronger than hard work. It's stronger than being talented or gifted. Curses also have the same force if we allow it to hold sway in our lives. Of course, if you're, you're here, you're not born again. I think uh, just as I share, just be getting ready because you need to move into that camp of blessing. For the believers, what we're dealing with is removing blessing blockers, things that hinder the blessing. Um, Ephesians 1 uh, verse 3 Please maintain the frequency we started with. Don't bring it down, please. The frequency we started with. Ephesians 1, 3. Hallelujah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Somebody say blessed us. With what? Every spiritual blessing. Every. Every spiritual blessings where in the heavenly places in who so in Christ we have every spiritual blessings that we need health wealth longevity and everything the challenge is with the transaction of turning the spiritual blessings into physical reality the heavenly blessings to earthly experience. It is that transaction that every believer must be proficient in so that your blessings don't remain in the spirit or in heaven. You don't need it in heaven. You need it here. And that's where the enemy tries to also create barriers, things that hinder that thing from being translated. It's like electricity. The blessing is like electricity. I was sharing in the morning service. Uh, we have beautiful gadgets here. You, you look at these uh, powerful speakers, um, the air conditioning system. As beautiful as they are, without electricity, it's a waste. You agree with me? It's just like empty stuff. But when it's powered by electricity and properly attuned, you enjoy it like your TV. The blessing is the unseen that creates what you see. I, I ask that they bring a potted plant here. Look at this. Uh, you can help me zoom. Uh, powerful media guys. Look at this plant. The blessing is the root of this plant. 
This is the fruit, the branches, the things that come out of it. The real strength or life, as it were, of this plant, you don't see it. Where is it? It's in the root. If whatever happens, I cut these branches off, right? That tree is not dead. As long as the root is still there. That's why as you allow the blessings to flourish in your life, remove the blessing blockers. Even when the devil comes to steal any part of your life, anything tries to steal your health through sickness or damage something around you, if the blessing is still flowing, it will heal up back. But if this plant, I dig around that root and pour certain damaging and destructive chemicals, uh, I don't touch this part. I just enter straight and then pour some chemicals there and destroy the roots. After a while, everything dies. But because um, we are accustomed to things that we see as human beings, there is a tendency to always focus on what is saying. You know, you see this one, so you wet it, isn't it? You try and care for it, which is fine. But I'm saying that in the school of the blessing, which makes the difference, the unseen affects the seen. That's what you ensure is at work. Like faith. Do you see faith? Faith is an invisible force, isn't it? But when it's active in a man's life, it has visible evidence. The same way unbelief cannot be seen. When Peter was walking on the water, you know, he was excited. And then nobody knew when the doubt entered. But you see the effect. Another time, you saw doubt. Now walking on Peter, you must doubt. It's an invisible force. Peter saw the wind and started doubting. And then the physical effect showed up. And then Jessica said, why did you doubt? So the invincible, invisible creates the visible. The intangible creates the tangible. And most of the times, these blessings, most of the times, are expressed in words. Power words coming from certain channels over our lives that now begin to manifest into physical entity. Even when God wants to bless Abraham, what did he do? He spoke words. And he looked at Abraham and said, hmm, hmm, Abraham, hmm. No, he proclaimed words. When the diabolical people, what we call, uh, not herbalists, what was the name? Shamans, uh, not, not horticulturists. Who said horticulturists? <clears throat> not herbalists. No, herbalists is too light. Huh? No, they do sorcery, but they're not only sorcerers. Habalis, Habalis, Habs. Some Habs are okay. Witch doctor, baby, how did you know? <laughs> okay. Yes, witch doctors. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> they told her from the back, not her. It's people on that line. The protocol people, Franklin and Amaka. Okay, so, now when the weak doctor wants to proclaim, like, curses or invoke stuff, they don't do it in a vacuum. After all the concocting, they have to say, and they speak. 
but they conduct demons to do things. So, water flows downhill. So, anytime someone with that kind of power or covenant make proclamations, they come to pass, except by a higher invocation or by the mercy of God. We shared, I think I need to read that again in this service. It was Miss Kerry, uh, Noah's example. I won't run through that. Genesis 9 20. And by the way, most of the things that happened in Genesis, you have a lot to learn from it because it was before the law. It was before Moses, the laws, and all those things. It was just people living. And then you see a lot of God's intentions and God's principles in Genesis, a lot. Now look at this. Now Noah began to be a farmer and he planted a vineyard. Uh, verse 21. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk. He was drunk. And became uncovered in his tent. It was unfortunate. Daddy is drunk and then was naked in the house. Verse 22. And Ham. Now, I said in the other service, Noah has three children, right? Three sons. What are their names? First one is Shem. Second, Hamburger. Third, Japheth. First, Shem. Second, Ham. Third, Japheth. Okay. So, Ham is the second born, right? The father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Now, favor line. What is the relationship between Canaan and Noah? Hmm? Favor. Grand what? Do you understand? That Noah is the grandfather of who? Uh, hello, favor. You understand? So, who is the father of Canaan? Who is the father of Ham? Mention one grandson of Noah. <laughs> okay, and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the naked of his father and told his two brothers outside. Verse 23. But Shem, the first child, and Japheth took a garment laid it on both their shoulders and went, what? Backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away and they did not see their father's nakedness. Now, some people misinterpret this by saying when fathers or leaders are making mistakes, we should just cover it up. No. What we are sharing is discretion and wisdom in handling it. I'm not saying when a leader is misbehaving, we just cover it up. Oh, I don't want to behave like a hamo. No, what they did was to use their discretion. They would discuss it later. Maybe at home or something. Daddy, that's not fair. Stop doing this. You know, you know that kind of discretion. So I'm not saying, and I'm not teaching that, ah, we have a community where we don't talk. Even when our father is making a mistake, they say we should not talk. Mm-mm. But that was the right thing for them. At least cover the nakedness. Rather, mocking him is their father. And in case you are here, you have a dad like that or mom like that, you would have to also agree with me that it comes to a time that there are certain things daddy can never change. You have to help daddy. So that daddy doesn't misunderstand your quest. Okay. Now, verse 24. And it could be more than two. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew what the, his younger son had done to him. That's Ham. How he knew either the other brother said it or he knew by instinct. Fathers or mothers or parents or spiritual fathers, they pick up things by instinct. I can share that 
with personal experience, I pick things also by instinct. I don't know whether that happens to some other people, but I pick a lot by instinct. Sometimes I might not be able to place the problem. You just find that there's a disconnect between you and someone. You find that, and later on, it could be six months later or one year later, you now begin to discover that, okay, this person has been saying certain things about you in your, at your back. You just, okay, could that be why I, I felt a, a cutting off? Sometimes you can't place it. The challenge we now have at times is we're now trying to, we're now trying to place those things, yeah, you know, with our own mind. But sometimes you might not be able to play, but just know that there's something wrong here. There's an attitude wrong here. There's a rebellion here. There's something that needs to be adjusted here. You just pick it up. And sometimes it could just be as plain as somebody would just say it. Nah, see what sister said about you, mommy, you know. See what brothers, you know, and then it comes out. Look at the next verse. Then he said, that's Noah. What did he say? Who is Canaan? He just went for the generation of Ham straight. It's unfortunate. Cursed be Canaan, a servant of Next one, 26. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and may Canaan be his. Hmm. 27. God, may God enlarge, and may he dwell in the tents of and may Canaan be served. So he rearranged it with those powerful words. Because Noah, to them, was not just a biological father, he was also a prophet. I mentioned the story of Abraham. When one king called Abimelech took uh, his wife innocently, and God appeared to Abimelech and said, return this man his wife. The man you took his wife, God, I mean, I saw it afresh last week. I've been reading it. God didn't say, Abraham is my son. He said, for he is a prophet. So Abraham was a prophet. So all those patriarchs of faith in their time, they were like prophets, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when they make proclamations, it has an impact. So from the things Noah just declared over those children, it will shape their history. And I said, no matter how many schools that Canaan goes to, no matter how many trainings, exercises, uh, development, he will still serve Japheth and Ham, sorry, and, and, and Shem. That means there are forces much more important than education, much more important than hard work. In fact, he might not be able to study well because blessings empowers your mind. Blessings empower your decision making. The other one affects even the way you do things. Because the thing has to come to pass, you, the person will always misdo, misyan, misstep. That will always lead to those kind of things manifesting, unfortunately for Canaan. That's why in, the, in, 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 in their time, they fight for it. You remember when Rebecca heard the husband, Isaac, speaking to the uh, son, Esau, because Isaac loved Esau as the firstborn, which is okay. Uh, mothers are very powerful. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, he said, he had the, the father told, telling Esau, go and get me venison, such as I what? That I love. Are we here? Are, are you sure? Okay, I think Esau, uh, Isaac liked bushmeat, as we say. You know, Aaron bear in Yoruba land, bushmeat. So, he, he, he enjoys eating it. He wanted inspiration to make those proclamations. So he told him, go and get me venison such as I love that my soul may bless you. 
That is that, my, that I may say things that must happen in the future. When Rebecca had it, if you notice, it just called Jacob. Your life is going. Well, go and get this thing. This is a real thing. Not the cars. Not the buildings. If you get this one, it will create the buildings. It will create the cars. It will create the future. That is the main thing. So you saw the up and down, up and down. But unknown to Isaac, Esau had sold it. So, those events didn't happen by chance. Anyway, so Jacob brought the venison to the father. And then the father ate it. Ah, he was inspired. He said, come near my son. Genesis 27, 24. Let's run through it. Genesis 27, 24. Hallelujah. Okay, make me 24, 24, 24, 24. Thank you. Then he said, are you really my son, Esau? He said, I am. <laughs> he said, I am. Uh, he said, bring it near to me. And I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may give you electricity. Full current for the future. So he brought it near to him and he ate. And he brought him wine and he drank. Verse 26. Then his father Isaac said to him, come near now and kiss me, my son. Verse 27. And he came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord, that is favor. We all have the aroma that we exude every day. The smell of blessings, that's favor. He released on him favor. Next line, next verse. Next, next, next. Therefore, may God give you of what? His life will never be dry. Where there is dew, the grass is always green. I mean, we're just recovering from um, Hamatan in Lagos, in Nigeria anyway. You see how those grassland is yellowish and empty. But when the dew begins to fall, the greens begin to show up. So he said, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, means the best of the earth. There's leanness of the earth, but there are fat portions, great portions, the best jobs, the best opportunities, the best contracts, the best open doors. <laughs> And plenty of grain and wine. That is, your business will flourish. Next one. Let people serve you. Now, this, in their days, they had a lot of slaves and everything. But in our own days, it means your business will grow, that you employ a lot of people. They will have to serve. Uh, drivers, clerks, um, uh, managers, middle managers. Because different branches, different openings of that shop. Let people serve you. Then nations. That's what made him a multinational. That means your business will go beyond Israel. And you saw that in Jacob. And you see that in the Jewish generation. How their businesses expanded. Anywhere they are, boom, nations surrender to them. But some other people, when they try to open something in that nation, you know, it doesn't open easily. This is a major blessing. And I proclaim it over you too. Because the name of this church is Global Impact. Eh? Nations will serve you. Yeah. I can't hear your amen. Yeah. Nations will bow down to you. Yeah. You will become an employer of labor all over the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. West Africa bows to you. Yeah. East Africa bows to you. Yeah. South Africa bows to you. Yeah. European Union bows to you. Yeah. 
your products and services will go all over the world. Your giftings and your talents will bless the world because of these blessings over you. He says, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren. It was that statement that now made them the first child. And then Esau that was the first becomes the second. Be master over your brethren and let your mother's son, what? And then he brought Abraham's blessings that was given to him and transferred it straight to him. That, that last line is Genesis 12. When God said to Abraham, curse me, those will curse you. He just picked it as an inheritance and then gave it to Jacob. That's why we have Abraham, Isaac, and not Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. Next verse. Now, it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob. And Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came from his haunting. You will not miss your blessings. Life is about times and seasons. You will not miss your portion. Ah, you will not miss your own timing. Ah, it's like Cain. Next verse. He also had made savory food. He has made it and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that your soul may bless me. Verse 32. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? And he said, I'm your son. Your firstborn. But it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> the firstborn is not always the firstborn. A lot has to do with behavior and walking. This congregation must learn this. Even as you train your children and train yourself. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? He said, I'm your son, your first one. He said, verse 33. Then Isaac trembled. What? Because he knew what has happened. I said, who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it, oh. Before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed, he shall be blessed. Ah, I have released inheritance to him. Not by giving him cars or houses. Those words. Next. When he saw, heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry. And said to his father, bless me also, oh my father. Verse 35. But he said, your brother came with deceit and has taken, a, they will not take your blessings away. <laughs> well, I think he came with deceit, but you sold it first. You sold it to food. When they say they should be fasting, you are eating. 14 days NYPG, you hid from the church and was eating. Our people are praying, praying, praying. God help me, 2023, you didn't pray any prayer. I hope you are not here in Jesus' name. Oh. <laughs> It, food, 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 flesh, flesh. Verse 36. And Esau said, Is it not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. It took away my birthright. And now, look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? <laughs> the leftover, which is fine. It's okay, but he could have gotten much more than this. Next one. 
Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him. How? Words. And all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? <laughs> 38. And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, oh, my father. Esau lifted up his voice. And wept. That is 39. Then Isaac, his father, answered and blessed him. And started blessing him. You have some great things too. Blah, blah, blah. But if you read further, he said, but Isaac was, in, I mean, Esau was even cursed. Only that he missed the fullness that he should have gotten. I want us to walk in the blessing. Uninterrupted. We've seen the example of Noah and now how Jacob entered the blessing. Let's behave the blessing. If Esau walks 37 hours per day, he will never near the greatness of Jacob. That means hard work is not the only thing. If he goes to do 10 master's degree and then, you know, everybody cooperates with him, no matter what they do, he will still serve Jacob. That means there are forces higher than those things. And I'm telling people all over the world. You too, you know people that work harder than you in class in those days. They will read, read, read. They, they didn't even understand what they were reading in the first place. Blessings are real. It's a force. Be smart like Jacob. Hard work is not enough. The blessing on the hard work makes more meaning. So how do we allow these blessings to flow? I, I hope you can hear me, precious people. Number one is the words you speak. Proverbs, uh, what's that? Proverbs is it 18, what is that? 18 verse 20. 21, thank you very much. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of where? Nothing hinders the flow of God's blessings, those heavenly blessings. Nothing hinders it like the words you are speaking. And nothing enhances it like your, the things you are saying. And that's what I'm also doing to you today as a, as a spiritual authority over this house. That you will live and not die. Amen. I said you will live and not die. I will not bury you this year. Amen. I will not bury you this decade. In the name of Jesus Christ. Sir, the reason why the brothers of Joseph could not kill him and then the decision tilted into selling him was the blessing on his life. It affects things that are discussed and done to you. They can't kill him. Even Potiphar, if you understand how ages operate, all those empires, that the wife of Potiphar ran and was crying that a slave wanted to rape her. They killed you that day. It's not that uh, you did it. That my wife is even crying. And then you saw the clothing. Ah, what happened to Haman? What are you saying? Begging Esther. Oh, madam. And then the king saw it. Without even understanding what he was saying. Ah, he wasn't even rape my wife. Oh, yeah, 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 go and kill him. So, Joseph should have been killed. But blessings make you unkillable. <laughs> ah, it's a major force. So. 
They were planning to kill Joseph. We kill him. One person would just rise. Let's not kill him. It's the blessings. It's a major force. Your words. Where you are now, I'd like you to make proclamations over your year. Just where you are. Just say some things from the covenant about your life. Speak about mercy. My year is the best year. My health is blessed. My days are filled with laughter. Don't be looking at me. Speak. And sit properly. <laughs> and speak. 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 Young woman, speak. Man, speak. About February. Speak. About your first child. My first child will not end like Esau. Our first child will manifest as truly a first child. Speak over your children. Speak death and life and the power of the tongue. Then use the power of life to swallow death. Use the power of life to swallow death. Use the power of life to swallow death. I'm walking in wisdom. I'm walking in power. I live a life of favor. In Jesus' name. Even when you go through things, I beg you, mar marital challenges, business challenges, use your mouth to heal it. This shall turn around for my testimony. Husband and wife, when you go through some heartaches and it looks like the marriage is going to drown, husband especially, speak something. Say, ah, this will turn out to make my marriage stronger. It's better to say that than leave the devil take over your destiny. Speak life to the business, even when it looks like it's drowning. When we got to this good land, he was a mash. Real mash. Horrible mash. I didn't even know it was as bad until we started working on it. But God said, you must turn the wilderness into a fruitful field. By praising me on it and by speaking to it. So many times I will come to the land, I'll be speaking. This place is developing, this place is growing, um, beauty and order. And then we started working. And then we called the seeming bad land the good land. And you can see how good it's becoming. There are empty portions there that when the anointing is upon me, I just go there and I command buildings to rise. They will start rising this year. Amen. Yes. Because those things are higher forces. Individuals operate in blessings. Households operate in blessings. Nations operate in blessings. Organizations operate in blessings. And all these things I listed, they can also operate in the other one. You ask yourself, if they ask you very, very well, is Nigeria a blessed country? Hmm. It's blessed by potential. But something is hindering AIDS manifestation. Congo has the best of resources globally. Congo. Congo. 
but they've never been at rest since independence. Potential is not the same thing as manifestation. Potential is not the same thing as manifestation. Somebody's playing football in the backside of the house. Ah, this guy's potential to be messy. He's a potential. He might never near it. So what we are saying is how we can turn that potential into a dynamic force. Ephesians 6.1 And one of those ways I say is your words. Prophesy over your children, fathers, mothers. Husband and wife, when you are fighting, those anger can provoke negative statements. If at all you've made such proclamations, I beg you this week to go and reverse it. <laughs> I said in the first service, when a woman is oppressed in a marriage and she can't fight the husband, the bile in the woman, the bile, no bile, towards the man consistently for a period of time can kill that man. That's why some men die in their 50s or 60s or 40s. That bile, that bile, that bile towards him because of his evil or wickedness. The bile, I hate my husband. I dislike this union. Lord, deliver me. Lord, my life is horrible. That bile. We can produce cancer in the man. Or one disease. Anyone you are leading that cannot fight you back and petitions your own father, God responds to them. It's the right way in legal terms. So you find that uh, high court did something, you go to which one? What's the next one? How did they start? Madam. What's the first one, sir? The normal customary court. After customary court, you go to which one? Magistrate. After magistrate? High, after high court? Federal high court. After federal high court? Continental high court. <laughs> eh? Court of appeal. After court of appeal? May your wife not petition Supreme Court negatively. <laughs> the men are saying, Pastor, we too can petition Supreme Court. If a man too petitions Supreme Court too much, the woman can die. The devil likes those things. That's why the devil likes strife. Many, you know, you know, Pastor Bode, a, the devil can't kill a believer because he doesn't have the right. But he tries to organize how they will kill each other or kill themselves. I say a man just being wicked on the woman, oppressing the woman, and then the woman is frustrated. And if you ask her her desire that God should take this burden away from my life, that's the prayer. But that prayer doesn't get answered in one day. It can take five years. And the burden is lifted. When we are praying for Nigeria, that's why we pray for mercy. The bloodshed is too much. When there's bloodshed, those blood, they cry. You don't know? Abel's blood cried from the ground. And God responded. Please, husband, bless your wife. Wife, pray for your husband. There's no joy in it. Ephesians 6 1. I will bless this afternoon or this morning. My time is almost up, but I'll try my best. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for what? 
Then verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with what? What is the promise? <laughs> verse 3, that, <laughs> excuse me, that it may be what? Uh, what a verse. That it may be well. That line, prosperity is inside. Health is inside. Joy is inside. Promotion is inside. That it may be well with you that thou mayest what? Live long. Where? But we have been blessed in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. So I can claim that whatever I do, I will live long. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a potential. This is the activation. This is how you activate it. It's not that. This is Paul speaking to the Ephesians church. He said, ah, don't play with this. It can block your longevity, which is one part. That first part, that it may be well. When somebody is unwell, you know. You understand me? So it's not enough to tell people it is well with you. Ask them first, are you handling your parents well? Biological and spiritual. Don't be allowing sickness to be tormenting your life. A lot has to do with the way you treat your spiritual parents and natural parents. You will not be unwell. You will not be unwell, Abi. Is that what they say? It? <laughs> say the guy nowhere. <laughs> uh, put your hand on your chest. Say it is well with me. It is well with my health. It is well with my body. It is well with my business. It is well with my career. It is well with me. So, if your parents are still alive, even though they like, like, like Noah, without get drunk, is it your business? No. In that sense, you can pray for daddy. But to now be mocking your dad, my old man is a stupid man. From your mouth. Any smut in three bottles. Nonsense, nonsense man. <laughs> or your mother. Eh? Our own children, I, 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 you know, I said in a forum, I said, I, I used to wonder whether my mom was my mom because of the beatings I got. This back one, the one in the middle, Abara or something they call it. When they slap you, you do like this. You bend like this, and your mouth is disfigured. So I was wishing one day, I, I would be standing in the veranda of our house, I would be wishing my own mother would come in one day, because I felt she didn't love me. But when we started having children, and then I saw when you change Pampas alone. Now, Pampas is still a blessing. Our own mother didn't have Pampas. They had those clothes that they will wash the poop, they will wash it. I know the anointing. When you even remove pampas like this, you are breathing in, and the child is saying, Mommy, cookie, do it, do it, do it. <sighs> She did that for all. Now understand why, if you tamper with that relationship, whatever they say stays. Because money cannot buy that. That's just pooping. What about sleeping in the night? When you hear the cry and as a father, you turn like you didn't hear something. 
And then the mother will carry the child. You, I've seen her severally. Carry the child. Sometimes the child almost falling. Because mommy is also sleeping. And I say, ah. That child now grows up. Because you now have masters in digital artificial intelligence. <laughs> now I'll be talking. Mom, I can't take that from you, mom. I, I, mom, the world has changed. I can't take that. If you come, like, I won't call you again, mom. Uh, I won't call you again, mom. Because you have money to call. I won't call you again. Mom, I, I, I'm tired of you, mommy. I'm tired of you. <laughs> if they aborted you, you won't be tired of mommy, have you? <laughs> or if you died, when, whatever. And some mom really behave badly, right? But wisdom says you honor. Love is the way to victory. So I'm not saying your mom was perfect or your dad, but you are a smart covenant child. You know why? You give compassion out. That most likely, many of the misbehavior at that time was the situation they were in. That if I was in that same situation, I might have treated my own son or daughter like that. Even worse. So I forgive you, mommy. I forgive you, daddy. This is how you are smart, Satan. That I'm fighting a stupid battle with your mom. I've told my mom I will never call her, and this is the seventh year, and you are celebrating the anniversary. 70 and now, as she will now, she will know. You know what happened? When you have your own child, something will happen. And one day at 56, there will be a rancor with that child. And you will hear that statement to you again. Mommy, I won't talk to you again. Then you will now remember what you said. It will come back to you. Seed, time, and harvest shall not cease. So even if your mother or dad has sown a bad seed, you should be wiser and sow a right seed. Matthew 18, 33. Another thing that blocks the blessing is unforgiveness. Are you hearing, Minister Austin? <laughs> Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you. 34. And his master was angry and delivered him to the what? Yes. Until he should pay all that was due him. Unforgiveness is handing yourself over to torturers. KJV says to torment us. Next verse. 35. Uh, so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brothers his trespasses so he blocks the blessings of peace release the people to release yourself release the people all those over my dead body I would never forgive him you have killed yourself with your mouth and I hope every woman is hearing now Eh? Because it's women that keep malice. Some, some men are like that anyway. I will never talk to my cousin again. A human being? I'm not saying you should be close to your cousin. But let them go. Forgive them. If you are hearing my voice and you are experiencing torture, you will know when you are being tortured. Sometimes it happens in your dreams. Sometimes in your sleep. You just find that you can, you're not okay. Life is tormenting. If you trace it, there's a taproot of unforgiveness. 
A very strong taproot. It could be your mother-in-law. It could be your dad's second wife. Or it could be your, your, your ex-husband, or ex-wife, or ex-boyfriend. There is a taproot. It has now grown into depression. Now grown into confusion. You are not trying to clip the symptoms. You take tablet. You do this one. But like I said earlier, as long as that root is still there, those things will still be manifesting. So you do those things, there's a relief. After like three months again, you find yourself back in it. There's a taproot. And for some people, you need to forgive who? Yourself. Yourself. Yo, how can I do this then? There was a woman that had a crisis like this. By the time they diagnosed it, because she aborted one child when she got pregnant, she didn't forgive herself. She kept on berating herself. And life scattered. But then they trace it. You have not let go. Let go. Let go. If God will mark iniquity, which of us will stand? All this, how can I do this? Me. Yes, you. You did it. I'm happy you have learned it. Forgive yourself. Tell your neighbor, forgive yourself. It's a major part of Tell your neighbor, forgive yourself. Give me some more power here, please. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You don't be analyzing it. How can I, with all I have learned, do this, do that? Hmm. I can't believe this. Now, if you have to talk to somebody, fine. But process and let go. Face forward. I pray that such unforgiveness evaporates in this service today. I pray that it evaporates in this service today. Ah, Sound help me please. It blocks every other blessing. It blocks every other blessing. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 5. There's some people here, a relationship went down. And ever since that relationship went down, you're not forgiving the person or yourself. And it's hanging everything. Let go today. I plead with you. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Another thing that blocks the flow of blessing is unpaid pledges or vows. Father, if you give me this job, I am grateful. And I, I, my first salary, I will offer it to you as my thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And then the job came. The job came. And then when they about to pay, your mom called from the village. Chinyaka. 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 How many times did I call you? Sorry, Chinyaka. I'm very apologetic. <laughs> we have to pay this money next tomorrow. They say, if don't pay it, they will chase us out. This and this and that. And then the devil will tell you, honor thy father and thy mother. You now carry your vow to the Almighty. Rather than saying, mommy, we will find a way. And there can be a way. There will be a way. And if I have to borrow the money and settle down, there's a way. 
or pray, but mommy will not be ejected, but there's a way. Look at the next verse, verse 6. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. Nor say before the messenger of God, it was an error. Why should God be angry at your excuse? He's a great God. We respect him. Ananias and Sapphira died for this thing in the New Testament. But that's not God's will for them. Ah, when we sell this building, it is for you, Lord. Everything in the name of Jesus. Amen. They now sold it and saw that the money was a lot. Ah, we thought we would sell it for 10 million, but they now sold it for 25 million. Ah, we can't give God 25 million. Dear, what do you think? Me too, I've been thinking about it overnight. In fact, dear, I didn't sleep. Eh? 25 million? I thought it was 10 million. No. They told me the market price is 10 million. And what do we do? And let's carry 10 million now. That's what we thought. <laughs> and keep back the 15 million. But you didn't tell God 10 million. You told God whatever. And Peter told them, it was your house. It was everything. But your mouth, your mouth, your rascality. You didn't cause them that they would die. Did you say that? No, go and read it. They just fell down and died. You don't have to die physically. Business can die. Progress can stop. Unpaid vows. Unforgiveness. <laughs> Is there any other one I can share and then we'll pray and bless? Why I'm sharing this thing is because as this blessing comes on us today, I don't want us to tamper with it with our own hands. So you can multiply it. So it won't be a waste of energy. It will multiply over you in Jesus' name. The last one is disobedience. What did I say? All the men in the house, what did I say? All the ladies in the house, what did I say? Share for me. If God says to you, arise, go to Nineveh and sing, I want to bless them. And then you carry your bag, but your heart never. Everybody's going to Canada. It means that says you go to an Indian. <laughs> you now began to process Canada. I'm sorry. And then you carry your bag. Did they even got the visa? <laughs> and then moved. But to you, he said, Nineveh. The moment you stop. Obeying like that. God gives a, a season of grace. After a while, everything stops working. It happened to Jonah. The ship he entered started rocking until they threw him out. As they threw him out, a fish swallowed him. Most likely it's a blue whale. A blue whale is so large that a human being can swim in some of the intestines. Agreed and said, Lord, have mercy. I will go to Nineveh. The fish now vomited him where? In Nineveh. Because God is not a fool. The fish never vomited him in Tarshish. It was in Nineveh. Look, everybody here, whether you have been a spiritual person for the last hundred years or one day, there are things that comes to your heart that you know God, God is telling you to do. Every human being. Sometimes he will warn you, I don't want you sleeping with that man again. 
You know it as a woman. And then now calls you, 12 noon. Hello. I don't mention anybody's name now. Hello. And then all that God was telling you, forget. You forget. And then carried your back with your money to his house. To his house. And slept and slept. It can delay childbearing for 30 years. I'm sorry I'm saying those things. He knows why he was saying she should not sleep with him. Most likely, maybe the guy is carrying one curse or something that will tamper with her. But she doesn't know. That's why obedience, when God said go to Nineveh, what's your business with whether Nineveh is big or small? It's his instruction. God knows what he's saying. And then you know, God, there kept sleeping with him. There are times God can warn you not to do some things to your wife again. As a man, you will know. I don't want to do that to your wife or to your husband. Stop it. These are things that opens the door to diseases. People don't understand. Why is this happen to a Christian? These are the reasons. If God can cause an animal to swallow his own prophet, then you fear him. Obedience. And obey him in little things. Obey him in big things. It's the way to turn your water into wine. Obedience is powerful. I don't know what God has been telling you since three years ago. This thing I'm talking about, it can be three years old. He'll be telling you, I don't want to go in there. I want to do in this. Obey. Activate the blessings. Sir, what did tell Abraham in Genesis 12? Arise. I mean, get thee out of. Die. God said to him. So some of you, God will tell you to leave Nigeria. I want to say amen. Amen. I'll be God told him to do what? Leave your father's house and your country. And blessings started. Immediately he left. But to Isaac, go not down to Egypt. Sojourn in this place where you are just, don't go. And I will bless you. And he stayed. And by chapter 12, sorry, verse 12, Isaac sold in the land and he lived in the same year. A hundredfold. And the Philistines envied him. Destiny is principally made by obeying things to you. Beyond the general obedience of a Christian, there are things said to you that will help your destiny. God saved uh, Jonah. If somebody else, you might not survive it. It's his mercy. Do you know why Jonah didn't go there? Hello, people of God. Hello? I've never finished. Hello? Because I want to understand why people don't do these things. People are not bad. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh because he didn't want them to repent. You know that? Because his own country, that Nineveh people have tormented them. So in his heart, they must perish. They must, they must, they must perish. So God now told him to go and minister to them. That if they repent, they will. You know, God gave him um, 40 days. So he wanted to use that tashes to make the 40 days what? Expire. That is the true story. Jonah, Jonah. I'm saying that because many of the things we disobey, we have our... Reasons. It's not that you don't like God. I would taste that. You have your reasons. You have your reasons. 
So when eventually got there and he was preaching to them, in his mind, he was still praying that they must not repent. Oh, he was praying that they should repent. He said, God said, Nineveh should repent. That if they repent, he will rescue them. They now repented. Yeah. Go and read it. He was very angry with God. I can't repent. He now slept under a tree. A plant grew on that one day. He didn't plant the tree. He didn't. He didn't plant the tree. The tree grew and gave him a shade, a very good shade. <laughs> he was not excited. The next day, God now removed the plant. He was now reacting. He said, Did you plant it? So why are you angry with that nation too? In the school of obedience, throw away your feelings, throw away your sentiments, and walk in the blessings. We all have reasons not to forgive our mates or forgive our friend. Uh, with all the things they've done, no, no, but yes, you'll be blessed for it. My life will see you share great testimonies. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.